Hi, thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. I'm Mark. I know that it feels like we're living in an age when the world looks like it's in utter chaos, maybe worse in worse shape than it's ever been before. But let me assure you that it's no worse today than it was in the time that Jesus lived. Uh, you might look at our culture and think it's cruel, but it pales in comparison with the Roman rule of Jesus' day. Historians consider the Roman Empire to be one of the greatest civilizations in history, but if you weren't in the ruling class, well, it wasn't great at all. The emperor ruled with an iron fist. Uh, people were required to worship Caesar's divine, and imperial theology was nothing more than a propaganda tool for the security of the emperor's rule. In fact, Jesus spoke out about these conditions, specifically the oppression and the impoverishment and hunger and debt because of high taxation. A Roman rule was a brutal government to everyone except to the elite in a strict hierarchical system. Furthermore, if you complained about any of it, well, you were putting your life in danger. You probably remember how after the birth of Jesus, Herod had all the male children under the age of two killed in Bethlehem and surrounding areas because he was afraid of losing his power to this newborn king. And so when Jesus came along, his teachings were in complete contrast to the culture of the time. In fact, it was the early Christians who shared words of hope to people not only for eternal life, but also for the quality of all people. Jesus gave hope for a life of peace and joy. And although it was risky being a believer in that age, it was also attractive because of its positive values that were demonstrated in things like kindness and patience and courage and thoughtfulness, selflessness, care and love. And it provided hope to people who were desperately searching for hope in a very dark world. First century Christians distinguished themselves from the Roman culture. It's something that's becoming increasingly lacking in our generation. Well, in many cases, Christians today are working hard to blend into the culture. They don't want to be different, distinguished from everyone else. Many have settled into mediocrity. They just go through the motions of Christianity, but not really being an ambassador of Christ within the world they live. Well, maybe they really don't think they can make a difference. Maybe they think this world is a hopeless cause and that they should just go along for the ride. Well, whatever the reason... Many followers of Christ today have simply blended into the culture and have allowed the culture to form them for fear of being accused of being narrow-minded or intolerant or whatever society chooses to label them with for not conforming to its unbiblical norms. Now, keep in mind that the first century Christians started out with just a few people, 12 in the beginning. And then it grew in the first little while after the resurrection of Christ, well, to 3,000, and then 5,000, 
And then at some point, the church stopped counting because they were multiplying so rapidly. But you know, today our starting point is millions of Christians who just need to be motivated and mobilized. We need a course correction before we drift further away from the will of God. In fact, I think what we really need is a bunch of spirit-filled, spirit-empowered Christians who won't shrink from being the light of the world. Jesus told us that we shouldn't take the light of Christ in us and hide it from the world. In fact, this is exactly what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. Listen, he said, you're the light of the, of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In other words, Jesus is saying that we have a responsibility in this world to point people to Jesus. And so where do we start? Well, let me suggest several steps that we can take in our role of being witnesses for Christ in the world. In Matthew Kelly's book entitled, The Biggest Lie in the History of Christianity, uh, he outlines four steps that I think are helpful. First of all, he suggests that we can firm through prayer that we want to change ourselves into being what God intended us to be and to ask for his help. In other words, spend time regularly in prayer. Well, that's an excellent place to begin. What I think Kelly is suggesting is a renewal in our commitment to the Lord to be his witnesses. As second, he suggests that we seek multiple opportunities every day to show the values of our faith in action through kindness and patience and courage and thoughtfulness and selfless caring toward others. He says that these are called holy moments because they're examples of putting faith into action and being the person that God intended us to be. Again, that's an excellent suggestion, especially as we go through this supposed pandemic. People everywhere are uptight and worried just not in a very good mood, <laughs> especially people who are serving in the public. You can't blame them. So be kind. Be kind to that clerk that's helping you. Give a compliment now and then. Be courteous. Doing small things for others can make a big difference to them, and you'll be showing God's love. Third, Kelly suggests that we can find some way to encourage other Christians to spread the concept of holy moments to others. And when we do that, our influence multiplies with each person who grabs hold of the concept of holy moments and then passes it on to somebody else. Fourth, use every opportunity to publicly provide encouragement and hope to others. Kelly suggests that we can use social media as a means of doing that. Well, but we can also send personal notes to people who might need encouragement. We can also be an encouragement by verbally affirming the positive things we see that other people are doing. Well, those are all really good suggestions in helping us to be a light for Christ in this world. 
And you know, the result of these steps will be that people will look at us as being people of faith differently. Instead of people thinking of us as Christians just for what we're against, maybe we can gradually create a culture of positive feelings among people that will multiply as, as others become a part of this culture. And in fact, that's what's happened. That, that's what happened in Jesus' time. In the book of Acts, we read about how the new followers of Christ were caring for one another, helping with each other's needs, sometimes even selling their personal property to help people for the needs of others. Who wouldn't want to be a part of a group of people like that who cared for one another? And as a result, the church was growing exponentially day by day. You know, each era of time has its challenges. The culture of Jesus' time was no exception. And I encourage you that all is not lost today. Together we can do this. The Bible says in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples. Why? If you have love for one another. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.